whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sandbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. <laughs> uh, well, we're back. <laughs> we're back on the air now. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We just got... We got a lot of wild people out here. You don't have to kneel, Rufus. <laughs> He's through his hamburger. Part of his hamburger hit the floor. <laughs> well, you didn't want it. You didn't want it real bad, did you? Well, that's all right. We got another one over here in case you want to eat the other half. That's another mess for Monica. We got a party foul. Can't carry him nowhere. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, it's just, let me turn your microphone on now. I'm sorry. What did you say, Monica? I was saying I tried to help catch it, but well, it didn't happen. You're it. always helpful <laughs> to everybody out here. Oh, my goodness. But so, anyhow, poor Rufus. He was enjoying it so well. I mean, it, I mean, he was really enjoying the hamburger. He needs to bring more of his entourage with him to, 
take care of things like this. Oh, well. Rufus, we got plenty more. Don't worry about it. We got got more Rufus dogs. He got excited when you said we were going back on air, and he just he just lost it. He dropped okay, it. Wow. And... Were you a little nervous this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Watching Chris with that toothpick in his mouth. He's jumbling up and down. I swear he's going to fall. We're going to have to do rest. Chris Hooks is uh, one of our salespeople. And, I ain't liking uh, his chances. He, uh, I'm not even. He's, he's playing a. This is an Uncle Buck thing. Oh, now, now, no, you can't eat it now. Yeah, stick it in See, there. See, he dropped it and dropped it on the floor. He was uh, putting it in his mouth, and and I'm surprised he didn't swallow it. Doing toothpick acrobats. Yeah, you know, just a child. Well, Monica, all of a sudden, I saw out here, right in, to the left of all of us, the most beautiful display of poinsettias. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you want to talk about that. Definitely. Um, Mrs. Phil Campbell brought out some of her poinsettias today. Um, she's been here a couple other times this season, and she's actually up in our market shops in the center. Um, from Her brother grows these gorgeous poinsettias, and they're going to have those here for sale today and tomorrow. So be sure to stop by. Um, those are definitely um, spruce up your home but they'll make wonderful gifts as well if you're looking something special for someone and dan danford is is out here selling them and dan is in charge he work he works uh, for uh, phil but he is also in charge of the flower show area at the state fair and it it's the most magnificent place and he's such a knowledgeable gardener he's been on the weekend gardener before he was on with uh, danger boy uh, <laughs> or uh, rebel Jimmy, Jimmy was Jimmy filled in. You weren't on that day, huh. but uh, I thought you were talking about me. The that was when I that was when I was in Israel. I had, da- I had Danger Boy on filling in for me when I was in Israel. Well, and he, uh, he Dan was on with him. A lot of a lot of people may not realize poinsettias really don't like the cold weather, so yeah. that's why Phil's got them up here in the shop today. And you shouldn't see should see people outside with them, you know, up under right. some of them under the shelf. Yeah, we were just talking be, about you, Dan. Be quickly when you're taking them from your car in and out into your house. Don't linger with them. He, he's looking over here like he's real suspicious of what we're saying. I, I just mentioned that you're in charge of the, in addition to working for Phil, you're in charge of the flower show area and what a magnificent place that is. Oh, yeah. And uh, how knowledgeable you are that you were on uh, the Weekend Gardener with Danger Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Israel, yeah, that Brother was an Jimmy. Show. Yeah. <laughs> So we want people to come by and, and uh, do some business with Dan and Phil. And Carlton, the doorman, was here, but uh, <laughs> he has he since left with Elvis. Yeah. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener, I think. But, uh, yeah, this is The Weekend Gardener. Gerald's sitting here. Monica... You're giving away prizes. I've been hearing people talking about getting prizes. We are. Um, it's kind of, a, I guess you could say, an appreciation thing for folks shopping here at the State Farmers Market. A lot of our market shops vendors and one of our Christmas tree vendors all have provided different prizes throughout the market. So all you got to do is stop by, say hello, and uh, pick a card. As we're saying, pick a card, any card, and you're a winner. So um, you just take that um, gift certificate, go redeem it with the vendor, and you walk away with a, a wonderful Christmas gift of your very I saw own. Somebody walk away with a chocolate pie a while ago. That's I, right. I almost yeah. held them up. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've already. I'm out of pies, but I've got a lot of other great treats to go along with it. 
Well, uh, the folks here brought us some fudge. Is there still they any left? did. I think Pierce Fruit brought over some P- of that delicious. Pierce Fruit bought some fudge. Ken Pierce. Yes. And she's Ken, holding me a pound. I still don't know the name of it. But and I'm, it praline? I'm yeah, praline's praline? and something. Uh-huh. And it, it looks, I hadn't tried it yet, but it looked awesome. And I think the Market Bakery bought over their fresh squeezed oranges and lemonade. They did. That was their pies earlier as well. And then we've got um, gift certificates from several different other vendors throughout the market. May Farm, Grandma G's, um, Carolina Crispy Fry. Um, we've got some little um, meals from those guys that they've donated. Um, I know that um, Pierce Fruit donated some items. May Farm, Pierce, um, Joyce's Produce, Nancy Joe's Homemade, Rare Earth Farms and uh, our River Ridge Christmas Tree Farm down in our farmer's area. So we've got lots of prizes still left here. If you haven't got a Christmas tree, I think I even have some Christmas trees and wreaths in here wow. as a prize. Wow, what so, a great gift that is. Oh, and Ensign <coughs> Hammock Company, um, they also provided some prizes. So nice. we, we thank all of our vendors for supporting our open house today and for thanking all of our customers for coming out by having, giving away these wonderful prizes. Yeah, we're we're being offered some wine. And, and oh, is that? Oh, that's from Chatham Hill Winery. So, yeah. Chris is just about seen, wide a rocking chair, so we may have to make a payment yeah, know, on that. We get seat belts on those rocking chairs. There you go. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. We'd, awesome. we'd be glad to taste uh, your wine this morning, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Everybody old enough to drink here? <laughs> Yeah, so you can come by and do a um, wine tasting um, with Chatham Hill Winery. They actually offer that every day they're here and do a little bit special. I think they have some special offerings down there today yeah. for the open house. It does make a wonderful gift, certainly. And, um, you know, putting together one of those gift baskets in here, you can grab a bottle of wine, maybe some of the Ash County cheese and Ooh, yeah. some of the other wonderful products that are in here from North Carolina. And I think anyone would be just tickled to receive that as a Christmas gift, um, a basket full of North Carolina goodies. All of uh, Rufus's women yeah. friends are coming by and say, kissing him. And uh-huh. That was one of the governor's fine right. uh, advisors, Miss Joyce Kilpatrick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the vendors already have little gift baskets made up, every kind of size they in do. the world, and fruit baskets and, and all that. Samples. Saves all the work. They do. And I tell you, we have some awesome um, homemade baskets um, that are handmade over in our craft shed. Mm, yeah. And that puts a little something special with it um, where you can maybe buy one of those, bring it over here, and just fill it up. Um, just walk through and grab this and that and um, make make someone's day with a wonderful gift basket from the State Farmers Market. Well, wonderful. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Debbie, when are y'all going to start selling these things? These Permatil gloves are so neat. Made in America. We don't sell them. We offer them to our some uh, a small percentage of our favorite contacts we made in, in the industry. So well, they are just uh, they're I love real them. treasure. They're thank yous. Yeah. They're thank yous for liking our product, using our product, and uh, it's uh, Christmas. Those, those are worth wearing to work. <laughs> I mean, work in an office. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I used to do. I used to work outside landscaping, and so yeah, those. Those are wonderful gloves for landscaping, and they're washable, too. Wash them. One size fits all. Very good. 
but thank you for that. You're uh, welcome. Tell it, give us a little uh, description of folks. Uh, if you haven't heard about Permatil, then you hadn't been listening to this show for most of its run. It'd be but, a newbie. Yeah, <laughs> right. For folks who don't know about uh, the uses of Permatil, tell us what it is and how it's used. Well, Permatil is a North Carolina manufacturer. As we're being served uh, wine okay. here, by the way. All right. Okay. <laughs> From Chattermill Wines. Uh, Permatil is a rotary kiln expanded slate particle. It's really porous, and it's made in North Carolina. And because of its physical characteristics, it is utilized widely in horticulture, especially in soils that are very tight and compacted. You work it in one time, and you have permanent aeration and drainage. It's sterile and inert, so it's wonderful for organic gardens. And it lasts for years. It's a one-time application for amending those compacted soils so you can get air down to the root zones. And it just so happens that the voles that eat the roots of plants year-round don't like the texture of permatil. So you can protect roots and bulbs with one application also. It's got mon many other applications in the green industry like treating stormwater, green roofs, urban trees vegetated fire lanes um, and we've been present in horticulture for 30 years and uh, we're real grateful that we're situated close to uh, NC State, Plantalites Nursery, J.C. Ralston Arboretum. Um, those are all uh, fans and users of this really cool aggregate. Chatham Hill Wineries is, is uh, serving wine so Debbie don't, don't slur your words. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what kind of wine you're serving here. Yeah. Yes, thank you. We've got a beautiful Zinfandel. Uh, it's a medium dry. Uh, you're going to get a lot of uh, deep cherry notes at the end. And then we have a lovely peach, which is made with the Chardonnay base, and we infuse it with the fruits and juices. So we have a sweet wine for you to, to, to try and then a drier wine. Wow. Sounds great. And again, yeah. Chatham Hill Winery is one of our vendors that's here all the time. That's all we need is to loosen up even more. <laughs> Rufus may be dropping more than his hamburger. I, I know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I don't think we need the whole thing. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Debbie. So we uh, drink a little Chatham Hill wine and, and go out and plant some permatil. <laughs> That's right. And if you have too much wine, don't worry. You really can't use too much permatil because uh, very, very it stores moisture and yeah. water-soluble nutrients. So and your you're plants never will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of that. So thank you. 919-860-9783. Dave is with us in Raleigh. Dave, I'm, I'm sorry I don't have anything to give you. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm fine. I hope you're well. I am. Um, I'm hoping you can settle a marital dispute. Oh, well, that's our specialty. Come bring it on, man. Um, so uh, I called you a few weeks back. Um, we had planted um, a bunch of uh, small bushes. My wife is looking to uh, you know, grow into kind of like a, a barrier on the side of our house, one of which is in a kind of a shadier area. And she came up with an idea that she wants to put a grow light out on it during the winter months to try to get this smaller one to catch up to the rest of them. All right. Um, now, <laughs> let me uh, let me first recognize the gentleman from Watauga County for two minutes. We, uh, well, I, 
we, the reason you have nature is that you don't have grow lights in nature because nature does it by itself. And there's a lot of problems with running electricity out in, in wet weather. Uh, I, I one time wanted to warm the soil up by putting some, some little uh, <laughs> things to warm the soil up. Worst mess I ever saw in my life. I, I don't favor it. Now, Gerald is the man who's going to go ahead and give you the technical differences, but my vote is no. The gentleman from K-Town is recognized. Uh, here we go, back on. I think part of the problem is it is uh, difficult to get enough grow light on it. For grow lights to really work, one, you got to have the high dollar ones. A lot of the ones that are sold, I hate to say it, but are almost worthless and have to be like an inch from the plant. And I don't mean an inch from one spot on the plant, the whole plant. So you got a bush that size, you'd have to have a mountain of grow lights surrounding it to have any chance for it to work. And here in the dead of winter, it plant's not going to be putting on a lot of growth anyway. If you were going to try to experiment with that, that would be something you'd want to do in the springtime when it's more actively growing. But I'm highly skeptical that you would get any results from that uh, because you would have to have the light so close to it and all the way around the plant, not just shining on the top of the plant. Uh, but I hate to argue with your wife because she knows where I'm at right now at the market shops. But I, so, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's, and, that's true. In, in that regard, in theory, it sounds plausible. Generally speaking, where that plant should be getting a little more sun in the wintertime. I know it may not be under a deciduous trees, but there should be some deciduous trees in the area that are dropping some leaves. Uh, the best thing you can do is maybe fertilize that plant a little more regularly, but it is not likely to ever catch up with the other ones. I hate to say that, but it's always, it may be that the other ones get to a point and you top them out and eventually this one will catch up to that, but you just hard to make it as grow as fast if the other plants are getting a lot more sun than it is. Monica, do you want to, or, or Debbie, y'all want to weigh in, in about grow lights? Yeah. I don't have anything to contribute. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Monica. Sounded like a politician I think you guys answer. have covered it. Dave, do you need any more counseling? No, no. That's, uh, those are the answers I was expecting. Um, yeah, my, my basic take was, hey, no plants are really growing in the dead of winter anyway, so adding right. some light that, to it that, this time of year isn't going to help. That's, that's the bigger issue to it. Now, doing some things to make it happier, it being mulch good around it, helping it, that will help keep the root ball a little bit warmer. All of those things will help that plant, but the fact is the other ones have just got a head start on it and are always going to be in a more advantageous growing situation than that plant is. Got it. Okay. Well, I uh, I appreciate your answers, especially since you confirmed my suspicion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she'll be calling back next once you hang up. <laughs> is she is she listening too? Uh, she's back at the house, so uh, okay. I'm actually on my right. way to the farmers market to uh, see you guys. Wait a minute. We we got about thirty minutes before we have to leave. Wait until wait until about eleven o'clock. Well, here, here's an old saying to take care of this problem today: cry with someone. It's more healing than crying alone. So let's all let's all just take down and cry. Absolutely. Is that from Cliff Joyner? No, that wasn't Cliff Joyner. Cliff Joyner today is 
A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Ah. That's okay. pretty good stuff. Yeah. So what were you you start to print out uh, sayings now? Well, I, I print out one I find uh, by this 90-year-old man put his life on there. He said this, it's okay to get angry with God. He can take it. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> there you go. And he says, uh, when it comes to chocolate, resistance is futile. <laughs> yes. That's what I've heard. And, and Debbie is just proving that right now. Fudge. She's <laughs> trying to resist. I salute yeah. you, but... We all need to remember this one. Make peace with your past so it won't screw up the present. <laughs> yeah. Dave, you got all that? I got it. All right, buddy. I'll Have a Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take a break and be back with more from the State Farmer's Market in Raleigh. It's 1027. listening to one of the longest running radio shows in the country the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus we're back on wptf with the weekend gardener mike Rayleigh here we're talking barbecue barbecue that's making me hungry if if we didn't have enough food here and there's sweet melissa we're going through fresh from church I, I think we're good with we, we, the wine lady just showed up again. Rufus? Did I, I hear my name called? I, we just had a little teeny cup. I think I just got a buzz. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, drink. No more wine for Debbie. Yeah, Debbie is just, just gone with the wind here. All right, well. So, Debbie, uh, Debbie does wine. So we, we've, got, we've got Monica here, and she's talking to the guy who was asking us about barbecue. We was, uh, now, we were helpful. We mentioned Clyde Cooper's, Sam Jones, Stevenson's. Then we stretched out to Parker's yeah. and Wilbur's and got all the way to the Skylight Inn. So we yeah. was working our way east, not But west. I always think about Bob Melton's, even though they're not open anymore. I'm good. Thank you. I, I don't want to fall down or anything trying to get <laughs> And the Bob Melton's you was bringing up in your reference to favorite Brunswick stew. Brunswick stew. I liked everything there. And that was, they were on the Tar River in Rocky Mount. And as I was mentioning to Debbie, Kay Kaiser, who was a product of Rocky Mount, uh, was, uh, used to bring his Hollywood friends there. So there's no telling who ate at Bob Melton's. But that was, you could sit there. Only a select few could sit. They didn't have a lot of tables uh, beside the windows on the Tar River, but you could look out there and watch that old muddy tar rolling along. But it got the best of them when Floyd came through, unfortunately. I, I miss. But glad to have uh, all these good barbecue restaurants in the area. We Bees Barbecue, if you ever get in oh, Rainbow. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's and a they prime. make it until it's. You better good. get there early. Yeah, because they, they find all those uh, cardiologists from uh, ECU. It's real near, near the hospital over there. All those e, uh, cardiologists uh, scoop it up before anybody else. <laughs> it's get, it's really good. I didn't even get to say hello to you the other day. Yeah, Melissa. Uh, that's sorry. sweet Melissa and, yeah. and Rufus talking over yeah. here. Y'all, y'all just carry so on. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. 
you're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Gerald, uh, what are some things that we can uh, we can be doing in the landscape right now? Well, I mean, what would you like us to be doing? Well, you can be, if you've got plants that are any kind of cold hardy or newly planted it's an issue, you can always mulch them heavy, and having to get up leaves now comes in handy uh, for that to mulch them. Uh, you can, if you didn't sow any kind of cover crop over where you do your vegetables, whether you still plant them in a patch or whether you've got them in raised beds, I don't, I like to put, go ahead and put the good leaf compost on them now. Uh, if you're taking your fresh leaves and putting on them, you're going to have to turn them and turn them and turn them. They just break down so slowly when you only have them stacked up two or three or four inches deep. So I don't I don't like that as good of an idea. I like to go ahead and take the leaves that maybe I did last winter uh, and go ahead and put that two or three layers of mulch on. That'll help choke down the winter weeds that want to come up. It'll be easy for you to work on into the soil when it's time to plant and preen. And if you're like me, you're working on your vegetable grow list for next year. I'm working on what I'm going to grow. I'm putting up another greenhouse now, so I'm trying to add to my pepper and tomato plant offerings for next year so i'm already you know marking out you know what what i need to grow what i'm going to plant for me what things i need to grow to save seed for where i'm getting low on so as you know you can't never start too early on your spring planting schedule because christmas is up and you're tied up and next thing you know oh lord we're we're two weeks away from christmas now <laughs> so well, don't don't you forget to plant more of that, that tomato awesome that is one more tomato. I about four weeks, uh, four no two weeks ago. I ate my last one. And just, just think, just, you'll have to suffer till about June till yeah, you can just, taste just, another. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome is the name of his tomato. Yeah, I didn't name that one, but whoever named it was it was very appropriate. Are you going to do uh, anything in the, in the landscape today, Rufus? Yes, I'm going to be moving leaves. And, and where are you going to move them to? And, and Into a pile. And, and cutting back. Uh, mop head uh, hydrangeas. I cut them back about half, halfway. I, I know people say leave them out there so the birds can eat with them. I, I like to go ahead and get it done. And Gerald, uh, what about uh, folks who haven't fertilized their their fescue? You still can come in. I, I like to. Usually Thanksgiving is my second fertilization of it. I usually do it mid-September, and then again about Thanksgiving and I try to catch another one about the 1st of February. Uh, we have had a fair amount of rain and that tends to flush those nutrients out sometimes a little quicker before they can take them up. Uh, be a little leery on pruning now, particularly with shrubs and all. I know a lot of people want to come in and whack them back uh, this time of the year. I mean, I, I, I don't really like, our weather has got so unpredictable. We could warm back up in January. Uh, I like to wait a little later, make sure they're good and dormant on some things that you're cutting back. And if you've got some kind of hedge and it's just got out of hand, I think you've missed the boat for this year. You should have done that in September or early October. If not now, I think you need to wait to probably early March. Roses, you say, as long as something green. I'd, le I'd leave them alone. Now, if you had one and it was one cane that was eight foot tall and you was worried it was going to break off or something or was in hanging out over your sidewalk sure go ahead and cut that back but i usually 
wait to the end of January, early February, because uh, I like for them to be good and dormant because it takes that good dormant weather for you can see on the stem where they're budding up for the next stem. Correct. And that's where you want to cut it where the outside one can grow out, not send the scent. And it's hard to tell that sometimes this time of the year. You can yeah. tell that a little bit better if you wait till, you know, dead of winter, which now is early February seems to be about the time for that. Well, so I could be lazy till February. You've, I've talked you right into it. I see. I hey, that's something to think about. Now, Debbie, if we're planting something today and want to use permatil, uh, what about what about giving us some instructions to use permatil or bulb lock? to prevent voles from, from getting at those roots. Sure, so if you're transplanting or planting something for the first time in an area of soil that you have not amended before, and if, if it's rather, you know, if there's a lot of clay content and you've noted that it stays wet for long periods of time, you're gonna want to amend it with permatil. And rule of thumb is for every eight inches deep you go, you put, uh, well, for if you're planting eight inches deep, spread two inches of permatil on the surface, add a half inch of compost if you're low on organics, and blend that into the soil homogeneously to a depth of eight inches. Now, if you're planting larger shrubs and trees, you're going to go deeper and you're going to double that amount of permatil. Very important, though, you're just not amending the soil in, for the hole you're going to dig. You want to amend the soil at two to three feet out from that planting hole so that you're encouraging the roots to grow out of the planting hole and into the existing soils. Roots follow air. If there's porosity for air movement in the soil, you're going to have moisture storage and that's where the roots are going to go. And uh, if, you have if you've uh, got some shrubs or trees that um, are struggling because their soils are holding too much water, you can go in there and do some vertical mulching at the drip zone start the drip zone, go out about a foot, two feet away from the core of the root, go down eight to ten inches all the way around the plant, or do some radial trenching about six to eight inches deep, three inches, four inches wide. Fill those uh, holes or those trenches with permatil, and those roots are going to thank you. They're going to gasp for breath. They're going to find those aerated paths, and they're going to leave that very soggy soil. If you are planting tulips or hostas or any perennials or anything this year that's bowl friend that bowls like to eat, you're going to want to dig the pit two to three inches deeper. Put a layer of the permatil bowl block on the bottom. Install the root ball or the bulbs. And if they're bulbs, you're going to want to cover those bulbs 100% with the permatil expanded slate particles. Don't worry, the, it will not harm the bulbs. They'll continue to grow and expand but the voles won't tunnel through into the bulbs because they don't like the texture of the expanded slate. Now if you're going to go around a plant, a perennial or shrub or tree, you're going to want to dig a moat, like a castle moat, right at the drip zone of the plant, straight down six to eight inches deep, the whole, the whole perimeter of the plant. Six to eight inches deep, about three inches wide, remove that soil, add 100% permatil bulb block to that barrier, uh, to the moat, and then replace the mulch on the surface with permatil also. And now you've just created uh, a barrier that voles will not penetrate, but the roots love it because of the extra air and drainage. And if you're going to do a vole block in an, in an annual bed or a vegetable bed, 
you till the permatill in at a rate of 50%. So if you if your plants grow eight inches deep, put four inches of permatill on the surface, till it in a couple passes of, with a tiller back and forth, till it in real well, and now you have permanently deterred these voles. So you can change the crops a couple times a year. For several years, the permatill stays in place and the voles don't enter. So that is very cost effective in the long run. Did you get all that, boys? I, I want, <laughs> what I want to do is clap. Yeah. Uh, because probably the, in my back? Yeah. How about now? The number one problem I encounter talking to people, friends, or people think I may know something about planting that are having issues with a shrub they planted, they dug the hole, uh, they planted a three gallon shrub and dug a three gallon hole. The exact size of the pot, just big enough to get the root ball in the ground. And it's still the same size it was nine months ago when I planted it. And they wonder why the plant is struggling uh, to, to get going. I see it time after time after time. I mean, it, as a rule of thumb, I tell my people twice the size. Whatever the pot is, make the hole twice that size. And sometimes even bigger that would be better, but it gets a little prohibitive depending on what you're planting or where you're planting that. That may be difficult to do. But over and over and over again, I see people that just, they dig a hole big enough to get it in there and then wonder why the plant is struggling. To, well, some, to get some landscapers too, Gerald, you got to watch them. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. dig a little of the holes they can get well, by with. Well, you know, the ground's hard and small holes yeah. easier to dig than a big hole. So people yeah. get in a hurry and or trying to take the easy way out. And as I tell them, do you want a good result? You've spent the money on the plant. If you don't plant it properly, it's, it's never going to do like it should. Some plants are tough and eventually can overcome it. But for a lot of plants, it may hold them back forever, put them under stress, and now that stress makes it easier for disease to jump on. Arborists run into that all the time. That's why, you know, you see tree roots that are at the surface, near the surface. It's like, well, that's where the air is. So, exactly. Very good. Then there are listeners, there'll be a question next week. Definitely. We, we, we test you. I'm sorry. It's just just part of uh, being a regular listener of the Weekend Gardener. But uh, a lot to, a lot to soak in, including the atmosphere here at the Farmer's Market. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's uh, popping out here. Yeah. If, if you go to places that have samples, food samples, this is a place, uh, certainly today, they... I see table after table after, after table. table, yes. And the uh, wonderful shop owners have filled this table, have yeah. they not? Yeah. And we, uh, we've mowed about half of it now <laughs> already. Doing good. good to see you. Rufus, are they uh, more lawyers that are coming by saying well, hello they, to you? Well, there were people looking for some, some legal advice. <laughs> and I said, well, go find a good lawyer somewhere. <laughs> well... You gave him some quick advice, didn't you? Yeah, I said, thank you for coming to the farmer's market. <laughs> Boy, we had a bounty today. I, of sorry. food or? Uh, of, of everything, food okay. and advice and yeah, and wonderful fellowship and, and two Rufus dogs left. I, I'm just so sad that so Debbie So what are you going to do with them? Debbie didn't try one. Chris is still lying on Debbie could use one. that to fuel her, her car going home. There's uh, the onions alone. <laughs> well, if nobody takes them, I'm going to take them home. All right, I know you've been eyeing them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let that go to waste. <laughs> does, uh, does your dog 
eat Rufus dogs? Oh, he he is not allowed to eat anything except what the vet said. Oh, okay. And uh, that's a strict diet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that, that expensive dog food too. <laughs> but nothing no, nothing is too good for the weekend gardener dog Jasper. That's very Hello, true. Jasper. Hello. So yeah. uh, and Linda does does not eat Rufus dogs. No, no, she uh, she's quite a vegetarian. She okay. Up, up and decided one day years ago to quit smoking and stopped eating what she called dead animal. Well, and so what what do you put in her omelet every Sunday? Oh, um, mustard sauce, chili, nut. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's got a little kick I, to I, it. I put cheese, olives, uh, mushrooms, and sometimes if I have a a good Gerald tomato, I'll cut up a tomato and put it in. But they're not the hallucinogenic mushrooms that we've been hearing so much about no, lately. She's she's too calm for that. <laughs> she she'd wear it. Down. Oh, she'd be real calm if <laughs> she'd calm that mushroom down. <laughs> But they, yeah, they have uh, but sellers. I'm going to cook with some of Steve's uh, something infused. What do you say? Uh, it's olive, uh, oil olive oil infused with uh, roasted garlic. Smoked garlic. Smoked garlic. Yeah. How about that? Well, I understand that uh, people have been asking me, are, are you guys going to have a show uh, the day before Christmas? And I said, as far as I know. Christmas uh, Eve and New Year's Eve will be here. Yeah. Where are going to be here? At the no, we, we won't be here. We'll be in the studio. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, this this show has now my predecessor, the great uh, John Harris, Tar Heel Gardener, had 15 minutes, and he would record that once in a while toward, toward, the, uh, toward the end there. But there's never been a recorded Weekend Gardener show on the air. We've always done it live, and the only days... Saturdays we've never done it is when Christmas falls on it. And I would do it on Christmas if I could find somebody to do it with me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's it. Yeah, last year it fell on Christmas. So I had uh, had a Saturday off. I just didn't. I I had the (laughs) heebie-jeebies all day. I didn't know what to do with myself. I got up at the same time. I I think Linda might have objected to that. I, I don't know. She would? On the Christmas day, yeah. Well, not, no, she wouldn't object to much anything that her friend Mike Rayleigh. I, I could talk to her. She I could promise her some of Melissa's pimento cheese yeah. in exchange. For oh, that. absolutely. Well, she thinks that you and Big John are just. I'm not stuff. sure if I want to be in the same. <laughs> but John, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. John, John's a, a great one. He really is, and um, he's he's a lot of fun. Great disc jockey. You can hear him tomorrow. On the air, not on uh, this station, but um, John's big enough you you could hear him hear him if you're just standing outside the the building. I haven't heard from Joe the bouncer today. I, I don't know. I, I haven't either. He he no. may be working in the yard. Yeah, and, and I I would love to hear from JC Knowles. If yeah, I hope JC's doing okay. Uh, I, we haven't heard from him in a while. Always always good to hear from the great sage. J.C. Knowles, or uh, he should be the official state historian, as far as I'm concerned. Well, is there such a thing? Sweet Melissa, I, I want to inform you that your husband finally gave up some of that peanut brittle for me. He knows I have a uh, well. That was per sugar, her her instructions. A sugar problem, but I will I will use uh, caution, and I, I will not do my normal thing about. Uh, uh, 
responsibility in in reserve. Well, you got to share. You got you got to learn to share. Yeah. And not to be such a glutton. I do. It has heavy peanuts in it, Rufus. So oh, yeah. You won't be able to consume as much. It's a lot of bulk there. So you can you can well, chase that with these uh, hot dogs. You're a very generous lady. Yeah, she is. She is. Her, her mother was, too. So uh, 919-860-9783. I want to know who that nice lady is right there beside our engineer. That's... That's uh, Nate's better half. That's his wife. Oh, my wife. goodness. Yeah. Gracious goodness. Yeah. She's in the broadcasting business, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. For our uh, sister station, The Pulse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How about that? Radio family. That's right. Very dangerous. <laughs> That's a very dangerous deal. I married a teacher. So I did not marry a disc jockey. <laughs> so, uh, so that, but that's okay. It's it's uh, some talented people. So nine one nine eight. If you if you call right now, I'll get you in. You have to be very quick. Otherwise, we're going to talk among ourselves. Do we have uh, no? Oh, we have one. Did you say one caller, Jason? Who is that? I don't see a name. Yes, we have Jay from Raleigh. All right, Jay. Quickly, we got uh, less than two minutes. Morning, Jay. Good morning. I wanted to ask about poppies. I have poppies that I bought from Phil Campbell earlier in the fall. I have them planted in pots and flower boxes. And, um, can I expect those to make it through the winter? Yes. It's a little limp from the cold now, and I kind of move them around to try to get them to a protected area. But they will make it through the winter? Yes, they should. That shouldn't be a problem. They'll get a little peaked looking in the dead of winter, and sometimes I've had them where I thought they was dead, and next thing I know, come the end of February 1st to March, boom, they're yeah. back in action, taking off. They're pretty good to reseed, okay. aren't they, Jerry? Yeah, most definitely. I, I didn't hear what Rufus said That's, something about They are most likely to reseed, too, especially if you, if you take them out of a pot and put them in the ground. You'll likely see some next year as well. Rufus, what did you say? Reseed. Reseed, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't well, mean receive into the ground. I mean produce some seeds. <laughs> right. I don't know well, what he said. But he yeah. Said. Yeah. He said re reseed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I should, can I save those seed heads? You know, after they're finished with. Got about twenty seconds. Yeah. Yes, you could, but make yeah. sure it's completely dried out before you take them, so they've matured. And with that, we're out of time. But Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody jingle bell. Debbie, thank yeah. you very much. Brother Rufus, thank we'll you. see you next week. Gerald, thank you. Thanks to the folks at the Farmer's Market. Nate, thank you. Jason, back at the station. Merry Christmas. God love you, everybody.